Here we are once again. Uh, Long-winded spiel coming at you from uh, Chatsworth, California. Keeping it tight, yo. Uh, we're back. We've got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Um, yes, sir. Uh, once again, Derek Ramsey here. Michael talk, Gilman here. You know, chatting away. Should be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, guys. So let's uh, let's just go ahead and dive in, it, dude. How do you feel about that? I'm ready. I got a lot to say. Got a, about a half cup of coffee there. Ooh, a strong cup of coffee. That's right, man. <laughs> Let me tell you, folks, uh, we had to take a, a little 30-second time out there before the podcast started because of how strong this coffee was. <laughs> it, it, was uh, it was interesting, yeah. I, I wasn't sure how to react to it. I, I was like that moment of feeling helpless, you know? It's it was like, it's he like definitely needs something, but I don't think it was like I a, can help him out with that. So It was like a scene from Bridesmaids, folks, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like lava. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Well, that's that strong Ooh. coffee for you. Um, yes, sir. You yeah, bomb. Coffee uh, sponsored by... Well, I should say not sponsored by. Still uh, waiting. Still waiting on sponsors. Is it Folgers? This Folgers? one was. This one was about to Uban. 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 Is it pronounced Uban? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like an off-store brand off-store. from uh, like Ralphs or Vons or something. <laughs> it's probably owned by the same company. It's just you know the fucking table scraps. I'm assuming. Again, possibly. We're not, we're not sponsored yet, so we do have to drink the off-brand. Yeah, coffee, man. So. You guys, uh, any of you guys that have like uh, some sort of uh, coffee or tea that you're trying to, you know. Show the world, yeah. let everyone know about it. I'd love to accept a sponsor or some sort of um, well, a sample kit. Yeah, I mean, we'll, you know. we'll start every podcast off with a cup of your coffee. That's right. And and fucking well liked over here because we're all coffee drinkers. And, uh, you know, anytime you put a cup of coffee in front of me, usually <laughs> I'm going to accept it. And about so. 10 minutes later, we're going to have to take a little time out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's how it works. But yeah, yeah. man. Um, so yeah, so um, diving into it, I guess. Uh, let's just uh, let's go off let's, the cuff a little bit. You know, let's just kind of flow with it. Sure. Um, I don't think we've talked about uh, the whole, uh, you know, the Trump uh, following through and actually winning the election. And uh, wow, man, how how crazy Who, is that? Like this this, this here now. I don't guys. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, Donald Trump, <laughs> Trump is the president. president. I'm not sure if you're up to date. <laughs> Regardless, if we protest or not, he's he's still the president. Yeah, no, for sure. Elect. Uh, President-elect. For sure. I just, I just think it's just, um, you know, considering um, the whole, the, the, the size of this whole fucking thing and, and how terrible the lineup was for as, as presidential candidates that were supposed to lead the free world, um, I think we should just take, what, two minutes and just really kind of acknowledge yeah, this shit? My, um, my problem with this year's election is... is n- I, it, it, this year's election lost me. Uh, I, I was kind of a Bernie Sanders supporter overall. Uh, so when when they were going around trying to to win the nomination, right for the the Democratic nomination, uh-huh. uh, Bernie Sanders was going out, going around and he was winning the popular vote in a lot of states. But uh, because super delegates would come <coughs> in, uh, they would they would give the vote to Hillary, thus giving her the state. And so I just don't feel like we had necessarily a, you know, a fair rundown. Like the American people had their candidates mm-hmm. heard, and uh, I think it just goes to show that in 2016 uh, we're we're past a, a a two a two party system. I, in my opinion, I think we're ready as a people to have more than two choices. You know, A or B. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, what A, B, C, or D? What's wrong with that? No, oh, yeah, you for know? sure. I mean, I, I know it starts off uh, that way in the beginning rounds, yeah. but I mean, it kind of boils down to just two major parties. <clears throat> That's the uh, Democrats and the Republicans. And the Republicans. And uh, you know, like 
I don't know. Like for me, over the course of what I've been around twenty nine years, and I've been kind of aware of what's going on for like the last maybe ten years, possibly. Yeah. Um. It just seems like a fucking uh, uh, a rat race. You know what I mean? It just. It like feels a, planned a mm-hmm, lot of the times, mm-hmm. and then it just doesn't. For me personally, it doesn't feel genuine, especially with the candidates, with what they're saying, um, they're promising um, everything. It's the and same promises just, every year. It it's really the same, is the same platforms, the it's same just, jargon. It's a cycle, you know. And yeah. I just, uh, a lot of times, I feel as if. Um, we can definitely improve. I'm not saying take away certain things or uh, change the system or anything. Well, definitely change the system, I guess, right? I think, but, I, I think but we yeah, need overall reform. Not in like an, a, an aggressive way. I, I'm thinking more so in a way where it's, uh, you know, we just kind of change around how we pick certain candidates. Uh, I, I've heard this before, um, th- this idea. Um, we should have an option where we don't choose none of the above. So uh, will we choose none of the above? Uh, it should be on the ballot, is what we're saying. So, okay. um, if if it rules in favor of none of the above, then we should redo the whole fucking thing, a whole new lineup of people, and just kind of go from there, you know. And I understand like that. That kind of throws a monkey wrench in the whole Obama administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, his term is technically up uh, now, you know, obviously. Right. Um, and then uh, they're only allowed. Each president's only allowed to serve four years at a term. So, like, right. you know, obviously, the whole extending a term might be a little bit of like a controversial thing. Well, then, um, uh, but the- still, like, I just I kind of like the idea of listen. We don't believe either of you, and we don't feel as if you're uh, you're you're really trying to make this country better outside of just maybe lining your own pockets. I don't know. Yeah, or, you know, or maybe. That's- Donald is? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Well, I'm gonna give this guy a, a, a chance. I definitely see what's up. I definitely trust Donald to to line his own pockets. If this him becoming president had to have made financial sense for him, so he has to have had a business plan behind him becoming president. This isn't a guy that just like, you know what I mean? Like, doesn't make. He, this guy, you know, crosses his t's and dots his eyes. That's yeah. how he became rich. So he he's not just going to go into this thinking, okay, I'm going to take a re- reduced salary because the president doesn't make that much money compared yeah. to Donald Trump every year. So it's for for me, he's going to do something to line his own pockets with policy, you know, yeah. getting something passed uh, in that way. But uh, having said that, I think the election shows that the American people were just fed up with the same old political bullshit. Yeah. And that's what we, I think, all feel Hillary kind of stood for which was she's been in politics her husband has been in politics clearly as an ex-president uh, Bill fucking awesome dude mm-hmm. all sort of but anyways I digress mm-hmm. uh, and so you know when, when you get a, a career politician versus, and as a society we're kind of just over that same old you know political bullshit you know same old song and dance yeah I, I rattle mean, a bunch of bells let everyone know yo I'm the best candidate <laughs> you know a lot of times it's just who can raise the most money to run the most campaign ads to do their most smear campaigning against the other candidate yeah. you know and it just turns into a big pointing pointing the finger at the other side match and it just it just becomes a shit talking show and it's just it gets the American people to all argue and, and just, that's really what we all end up doing as people is everybody's around bars just arguing and pointing fingers and talking shit and 
You know, it's just a big fuck you match. And it's just, it just drives me crazy because no matter what happens, that next president's going to come in and still not going to change a goddamn thing. Trump's going to fall right in line, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, I was watching this episode of uh, Conan O'Brien re- uh, recently, and uh, it was it was more of like a, like a video clip, and it was Bill Burr, and he was he was the guest on Conan O'Brien, and then Conan pretty much gave him like a lead up question, like, so you know, I, how do you feel about the whole Donald Trump being the president? Yeah. And then uh, Bill Burr again, I'm going to butcher it, but uh, Bill Burr put it into a uh, into a perspective that was funny, funny to laugh at. And also kind of made you think a little bit, and uh, which, which I really appreciate. And it was somewhere along the lines of, um, uh, uh, you know what? I think everyone's kind of overreacting on this whole <laughs> Donald Trump, you know, uh, uh, a winning thing. Your life is still going to be pretty much the same. Pretty much, like nothing's going to change too drastically to where you're really going to be affected by it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he went on to say, uh, "Let's just fast. Uh, let's just rewind it six years ago, back when Obama was was in his administration, and let's just say you voted for him. Did he ever call you to see, you know, like how you were doing or to listen to your problems? Did he really ever show up to your house with a, a bologna sandwich, you know, trying to <laughs> put some food on your table? It's like no, like your life carried on the exact same way that it has before he was there, right? And it's going to carry on the exact same way now that Donald Trump is here." Yeah. And like again, he put it into his own way, which was like a lot funnier. But it it kind of it was just it kind of rang true for me. I'm just like that's that's just a, a great observation. Like my life probably isn't going to change too much. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Again, this is all speculation. We don't really know for sure. But I mean, for all we know, Donald Trump is going to be like that next tyrant where he ends up leading us into some fucking world war or well, some fucking financial fear. bankruptcy yeah. or he leads us to the promised land. He actually ends up fixing a lot of things or at least setting us in the right direction because he only has four years. I mean, how much can you really do in four years? That's the Think thing is he, that. he's a very competitive person. No, for sure. And so the, how he approaches be, being president and that ego that he has, I'm actually really curious to see what that kind of mind uh, is going to do with the presidency. I think now we're going to actually see what kind of power the presidency actually has. Because, I mean, if he, if this guy gets into office and, and doesn't do anything differently than any of the other, you know, Joe Schmoes of, of recent times, you know what I mean? Like, uh, how, put it this way. Let's, let's, fast, let's rewind further than six years and let's rewind eight years or nine years ago when we were dealing with George W. Bush. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One of the biggest laughing stocks of presidents that I feel like we've ever had in, as a country. George I mean, W. Bush. No offense, Bush. But I mean, yeah, he, he was the laughing stock of a lot of jokes. He was the butt of a lot of jokes. Definitely was. You know, he so. was he was portrayed as somebody that isn't smart. Exactly. <laughs> so you know what I mean? That guy that was fucking many would say is probably the dumbest president we've ever had. Probably, which is probably kind of oh man, that's just such a I don't, I don't think they time. can of our time of our lifetime thank you because I was just going to point out they've never been around for the entire <laughs> fucking lineup of presidents right. like I mean who has right? right outside of what's been written down in the uh, in the history books we really don't fucking know like right. you know Touché. I mean we only have video uh, video footage from what the 60s maybe you know mm-hmm. maybe the 50s you know like I'm talking about clear footage where right. you can really kind of get a, an idea of how this person was and how they even walked you know what I mean like right. I mean shit have we ever seen a, a, a live video of 
Abraham Lincoln giving a speech. <laughs> no. You know, but we have a shit ton of pictures. We kind of have an idea of what he looks Dan- like. Daniel Day-Lewis is probably the closest probably thing coming. Probably the closest thing. <laughs> he might have actually been him for a second. Maybe. You know. I think he talked to his spirit. Yeah, some <laughs> shit happened. But that man blew my mind in that movie, Lincoln. Uh, it's fucking great. But yeah, dude. Um, so, I, mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just funny that, that they would say that. Uh, George Bush was the dumbest president of all time. But again, He's we don't know vote. that for sure. <laughs> okay. uh, I'll vote I mean, for him. Yeah. But hey, he was a president. He did his thing. You know, he's in yeah. the history books. Uh, whether or not he was the greatest or the worst or somewhere in the middle. I think Trump um, will be better than Bush. Possibly. Uh, possibly. Um, would you say Obama was better than uh, Bush? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think Obama uh, did. Subtle things for this country uh, that were very, very necessary. I think he was a a uh, a great public speaker, which uh, America really needed at the time. After having a speaker who was widely conceived as very stupid, like George Bush was, we needed a leader that we could feel proud of in a conversation, in an interview. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, Obama was always calm, cool, collected, um, methodical <laughs> with his answers. Um, and he was just a good, uh, to me, a good representative uh, mm. of America in terms of that, in terms of a public figure that we could all look up to yeah. and say, like, this guy, that guy, I'd like to play some basketball with that guy. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know if we've had that in a president where, I mean, you, yeah, like, I'd love to have a beer with Obama and, and I'd love to have, play some basketball with Obama, go out and have a beer and just, just talk to him about his experience as, mm. you know, the first African-American president, you know, and. Yeah, I think he handled the pressures of that extremely well. And uh, I think, yeah. He aged, too. In the he last did age, years. man. I Damn, did he him. age. He, I mean, dude, he went from looking like a, what, a 35-year-old man, I would say. Yeah, like, young, would I, less yeah, wrinkles. Less wrinkles, for sure. Ah, man. I mean, again, he he's still a handsome man, don't get me wrong. He's not bad looking in any way, but uh, he he aged. A bit a stressful job though, dude. Like you're fucking running a country. Yeah, it's a lot of pressures. Oh my goodness, a lot pressure, of pressures, have, right? A lot of yeah, responsibility. For sure, you have foreign affairs to worry about. You have certain countries that are fucking thinking about moving in on other countries, and you're like, yo, man, I'm trying to maintain peace. Yeah, I you know. And then and then you have the whole fucking uh, uh, what was it? The uh, the real estate market didn't it crash during his his yeah. administration, right? During yeah. Obama, uh, the banking the and they had the uh, the whole bailout on the fucking banks. They all uh, they all ended up claiming bankruptcy, and then uh, the U.S. had to bail them out. And it was like this giant thing. Yeah. That was definitely during the the Obama administration. Um, I don't know. He dealt with a lot of shit, a lot of stressful moments. And good um, on him. A lot of school shootings. Everyone's gonna uh, be talking about that too. Yeah, gun reform, uh, dude. Yeah, that's gonna be a huge thing. Um, I mean, you know. Uh, not you know, but trying to close uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Donald Trump, being a Republican, I don't think he's. I, I assume he's not. He doesn't share the same views on uh, on guns and gun control as uh, Obama did. But who's to say Obama didn't Man. set us in that mo in that in that direction of you know <laughs> stricter gun laws? I mean, shit, dude. We've already. I mean, California alone just recently passed that that law where uh, in order to buy any ammunition, they have to have a background check. Like that's just yeah. It's- it's a little, you know, it's That's a little a intense. Yeah. It's a little intense, you know. Yeah. A little intense. Yeah, that, know, that's... just a lot of shit. That is tough. That's what my, my dad keeps saying. It's time to go to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Where they have less less gun laws. Yeah, mm-hmm. they seem to have it right. 
Um, I, I heard this. Um, speaking of Texas, I heard this um, this statistic from uh, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, um, and which is a true thing. Like I actually looked it up myself. But there are more tigers in cages <laughs> in the entire state of uh, Texas uh-huh. than there are in the entire world, like free out in the world. Wow. There are more live tigers in captivity in the state of Texas than there are in the world. Jeez, Texas. That is, that almost defines Texas. They're like, yo, there are no laws on having a tiger. Fucking hey, let's take them. You know, like they just have them as pets. And um, I mean, dude, Texas is a fucking huge state. It's huge. And I'm, I'm assuming most of these people come from a wealthy background or maybe they fucking work their way into it. Either way, I'm good guessing, for you, bro. Yeah, I'm guessing they're oil people. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> possibly. But um, with all that being said, it's like, dude, if you have that much capital to get a fucking tiger, I can only imagine the space that you must have. And I'm, I'm assuming it's not like a fucking open field for a tiger, one tiger. I'm sure that, you know, it has a, a somewhat of a decent cage or whatever the fuck. Either you way. Hope, you would hope so, right? I would hope so. Exactly. I would really hope so because that would be fucking tragic. Be fucked well, up. just – Dude, carrying a tiger and taking that fucker from the wild and throwing him in a cage is kind of fucked up. That to is begin also with. kind of fucked up. It is fucked up. Like I've never been to a zoo and left happy. You know, I kind mm-hmm. of leave the little mixed. Like you know, I'm just like, dude, I don't know. Like I kind of had fun, but I didn't because I kind of feel bad. Because you feel bad for the enclosures, Fuck right? Yeah, like I do. The, the animals. Now there's certain animals that I feel bad for, and hmm. I, I 100% because of me and my own life experiences. But like, I don't feel as bad when I see, like birds or reptiles. Or um, or things that you've seen in homes, maybe. Yeah, you know maybe, I mean? maybe something like that. You know, like exotic birds. I'm just kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know. But I don't, I don't have that remorse. I don't feel sad for them. But maybe like a predator. When it comes to like a wolf, I've seen a wolf, a coyote. Uh, I've seen a mountain lion in in uh, in captivity. Um, I went to the L.A. Zoo and I saw a couple lions. It was kind of neat. Giraffe, uh, but those I did. I was yeah. like, dude, that's kind of fucked up. Like. They don't seem happy at all, you, you know, know. There was a. Uh, I actually, it's re- it's weird you bring this up because I actually watched a a video earlier today about a zoo that is, you know, allegedly doing it the right way. Yeah. Oh shit. And uh, what what they're doing is they have a free free roaming animal uh, range where the animals all roam free in this you know huge facility. And what they do is is they take uh, kind of like safari style tours, but the uh, the humans get into these trucks that are basically cages. So the humans are the things in the cages, and they they drive around the uh, the, the the open you know the open facility, and uh, the cats and the lions and all these things are so used to it that they get up on top of the uh, the trucks and everything and. You know, you're right there. Like you can actually put your finger out and, and touch the lion's foot if you wanted to. Shit. You know, it's open. That's pretty and neat. So yeah, so you've got a lion sitting on top of you, dude, and you can touch it. And it's uh, it, it's a, uh, it's cool because they're not enclosed like a typical zoo. Mm-hmm. So the it's, it's reversed. It's you're, exactly you're in you're, the cage. The animal or the humans are the animals that are on a spec spectacle for the animals to check out. Not the other way around. That's pretty fucking. So weird. yeah, it's a it's an interesting interesting way to, to do it. You know, I wish yeah. we had uh, more places like that in the U.S. It's almost like Jurassic Park. I kind, honestly kind of. envision yeah. Jurassic Park. It's actually now that I'm thinking you know, about like, it, yeah, the, the newest one, uh, a Jurassic World. Jurassic I'm sorry. World. Yeah, like the scene where they're. 
they're driving a jeep or no they're they're like they're this like little pod yeah, like pods, little, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and then they fucking they're running with the dinosaurs and yeah you, you know what i'm talking exactly. about exactly this, this yeah, is yeah. exactly that's kind like of what that. i envisioned dude this that's is like that but pretty less, cool. less advanced Le- oh, okay they're yeah. in they're it's in like, like cage. chain yeah chain cages and stuff but i mean oh, they, they sure. look heavy duty and that's everything, pretty cool yeah, there there was a picture a of a lion on top of it though. Yeah, multiple lions. Oh, that's pretty neat. They're they're showing a picture of a dad holding his son's. Uh, I mean, the, the son wants to pet the kitty. You know what I mean? And it's like, please don't put your hand out of the cage. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you could put your whole uh, an adult hand. You could fit your whole arm out of the cage if you wanted to. If you oh, were if you were shit. that dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's crazy how much it's it's cool though. It looked cool. I wanted to go. <laughs> hmm. That's, uh, dude, I would love to go on that on that uh, that little adventure, yeah. or zoo, or wherever. I, don't, I have no idea where it's Are at. Even a safari. It might be. A it safari. was out of the country. It was for oh, okay. sure for out of the sure country. Out of the yeah. country. Yeah, because that shit's where. not U.S. approved. That was not. US. <laughs> yeah, no. It's a liability. No, it for sure was. Yeah, that's why Jurassic World is on a fucking foreign island. Because <laughs> they'll never let you run around with dinosaurs in the fucking U.S. No. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, that's fucking that's that's pretty cool. It's a really really cool thing. Yeah, I didn't man. know that. That yeah, was cool. So um, I, lo- I really hope that catches on. I really do. Huh. But yeah, man, I, I've never going back to the whole Texas thing. Um, it's insane, though, right? It's, there are more tigers in Texas than there are in the fucking world. That blows my mind. I need to get a pet. <laughs> yeah, and then fucking George Bush was the governor of Texas. Yeah, that just goes to show you this fucker's balls, man. Yeah. He was. He was running shit out there, you know what I mean? So, yeah. hey, he dude, was the fucking, dude. He was the dude. So, uh, so yeah, George Bush, um, a lot would say that, a, a lot of people would actually agree with you that say Obama, you know, was probably probably has so far done a better job than George, just based on, like, you know, what is in history. Yeah. I mean, um, George was, was the one that sent us into um, Iraq and Afghanistan yeah. and all that in search of um, uh, Osama bin Laden. Right. Um, but Obama was the one that's going to get the credit for capturing him. For Putting yeah. putting the bullet in his yeah, head. Yeah, he's gonna be the one. He's you know he's the one that ordered the fucking the SEAL team to go in and fucking take him out. Touche. Um, so again, dude, it's just um, there are a lot of good things and bad things about both. Either way, they're gone. You That's know, pu- public opinion was much more favorable, I believe, to Obama than than Bush. I oh, believe, for sure. I believe George Bush set a record for like worst public opinion in the history of the world. That fucking doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't surprise I me. I cannot all. back that statistic up, though. But I mean, it's probably still pretty high. I'm pretty sure, though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's that's really interesting. I, I fuck, man, it kind of blows my mind a little bit. But yeah, yeah uh, uh, Donald Trump, though, man, he's he's here. He's yeah. here to stay. He, he uh, won the fight. He's a guy dude. for the next. Yeah, he's a guy for the next four years. Yeah. Uh, I just hope that he um, oh. has his. I hope he has his best, uh, the best intentions. Like I really. Really do hope so. Um, yeah, I do too. I, w- I will say one thing, um, based on um, his um, his opponent, uh, Hillary. She, I'm almost happy she didn't win, only because I feel as if it would have been that moment of this woman can get away with just about anything and still win the presidency, and that to me would have kind of diluted it, even though it's already pretty fucking diluted considering. Yeah. You know, all, all all things considering, yeah. honestly, but um, but yeah, I just I I'm happy. I'm not hating on Hillary at all. Just with the outcome and everything, I'm kind of like, all right, well, let's see what he can do because I know one thing, and that's if I would have done half of what Hillary did as far as deleting the emails and doing all that secret meetings behind um, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, the government's back and all that other shit, I'd be in jail right now. 
100%. Right. I'd be locked away. So that makes me feel very uneasy. But whatever. Um, I'm all about – I don't give a shit what gender you are. If you feel like you can actually run this country and take it to a better place than when you found it, uh, I'm all about it. Male, female, doesn't matter. Transgender, fuck them. Give them a shot. Fuck it. Let, give them a shot. Let's, let's yeah. see how – I mean if you – if you can back up what you're saying, and yep. and I, I can I can look at you and I'm I fucking like, all right yeah I, I can follow this person I don't they're, care what you are they're a person of their word exactly <laughs> don't care at all I'm just don't happy care that what it, kind of person yes <laughs> with all that being said I'm just happy that the first woman wasn't Hillary you know what and I will I will concur bad, with that but that might sound bad in, in today's world like, but when when the right candidate comes along and she's the kind of woman that I feel like. I can have my little sister look up to and be like, that's the kind of woman I want you to become. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, we, we have both have sisters. You we know do. what I mean? Yeah, so, we do. And we, I know I have a little niece, too. You know, she yeah. just, just went to college, you know, first year of college. So, I mean... Uh, this, I, I, Martha Lopez, love you very much. This is coming from a place of, <clears throat> of love as an older brother, really, is that I, I just want the first the first female president to be the best example possible for, for all women. And I don't, I don't think that in all, not in all areas, but, but just like, you know, in just, it, it was going to be a little, it was going to have an asterisk. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was going to have multiple asterisks for, for everybody would have said two things. One, she got away with a bunch of illegal shit and shouldn't. And that one, it wasn't the best choice in terms of a representative Two. She only would have won because she went up against, like, the, the election was fixed in her favor because she was facing Donald Trump, which was just the most outlandish idea possible. Yeah. So, Definitely I mean, was the <laughs> one candidate that I'm sure everyone would have a. Obviously, this right. is before the outcome. Right. But everyone would have would agreed it doesn't have a fucking chance in hell. Yeah, he was especially, still an underdog. Especially a year ago. This yeah. time a year ago, did you really think Donald was going to win? Actually, I kind of did. Did you really? Kind of, oh, yeah. Wow. Dude. I kind of said call that. Magic uh, Mike. I, well, this, I said this. I said, uh, I said uh, it depends. If he goes up against Bernie Sanders, then Bernie's going to win. Oh, sure. Yeah. But, that's, that's, oh, yeah. Actually, that's very true. Yeah, I can definitely so, see that. So that's what I used to say. But I said if she went, goes up against Hillary, then, then Donald Trump's going to win because Hillary just doesn't have a likability. And America... Just you know, for whatever reason, it's if you're a more confident talker than the other person, then you're, you know, they're gonna vote you in. And Hillary, a lot of times, was a was a deer in the headlights. You know what I mean? She she looks like yeah, she just looked like a deer in the headlights a lot of times. And you know, Michelle Obama, like how, how about and and you know, she might have been a better, stronger candidate, a stronger figure for females you know what i mean yeah over the last eight years than hillary would have been over the next four years in my that's opinion it's a, a solid statement I so get behind that you know what i mean so mm -hmm. uh a lot of the things that i've seen our first lady do over the last eight years have been you know really things that i've never seen other any other first lady do so you know mm -hmm. that's the kind of person that i would be like hey gracie my little sister you know try to be like that strong strong person mm -hmm. you know what i mean assuming she's not a yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, man. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Donald Trump. So I mean, yeah. Man. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what happens, just like yeah. I always do with every president. I'm not yeah. gonna get my hopes up or down. No, no, definitely not. Because you and, always uh, get let down if you keep them up. Yeah, just gonna just yeah. gonna stay even keeled oh. on this one and hope we don't go into war. Yeah, dude. Oh, I don't want to go to war. Specifically, I hope we don't get attacked. 
Yeah, that would be fucking intense. That would be so intense. That actually makes me think of the movie uh, Hacksaw that we just recently watched. Dude, yeah, right? Yeah, dude. Seeing what happened in Hacksaw that last was, night. Um, <laughs> I mean, again, I, I've never been in war, but uh, just from... We were just watching this documentary, listeners. Um, I oh forget the name of it, but it was a bunch of um, of our own uh, our own uh, veterans that have uh, come back from war and they're actually injured, and a lot of them, you know, were missing limbs, and it was just a very very sad story. But um, but a, v- a very powerful message yeah. too, you know, a very powerful message at the same time. Like these guys have uh, overcome so many obstacles, and it just kind of gives you that inspiration to uh, never give up in your own personal battle. But aside from that. There were some video clips yeah. from personal footage from some of the soldiers that were out in um, in Afghanistan and Iraq, and holy cannoli Jeez was Louise. that graphic! Yeah, like it was very graphic. <laughs> um, I'm not one to shy away from that. I'm not saying that as like a negative thing. For me, that was kind of I don't know. I, I kind of want to see that. I really I'm just really it was curious. Intense. It yeah. was just intense. I for was sure. It was a that knocked off a bucket list thing for me because we just saw a guy. He got down into a crouched position with a rocket in his shoulder and was getting ready to fire this rocket at presumably American soldiers. And when this guy got into a firing and lethal position to the point of, hey, he's getting ready to pull the trigger on us, all of a sudden you see within one second three tracer bullets and three holes going in this man. The first one goes in the stomach slash chest, center mass, and uh, ricochets off the pavement. Before this guy could even hit the ground fully from that initial shot, he gets one in the fucking side of the head, blasting him, and then another one in the shoulder slash arm, taking his arm clean off. Before he even hits the ground, he got three bullets, dude, just destroying this guy's world, dude, making Mm -hmm. it a closed casket. And it was like... He thought he was tough with a rocket in his hand for one second, and then the next second he was no more. Yeah, that was it, and that was it, man. And that's uh, that's intense. Fuck. That's war. That was real. That was yeah. Um, the movie Hacksaw again. Just what we watched it last night, was it right? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy by Thanksgiving, the way, on that, everybody. On that note. Ooh, happy <laughs> Thanksgiving. I hope you guys are just stuffed. Yeah. Put on at least four pounds of weight. Um, and in a war-free zone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Uh, but yeah, so based off that movie, there were uh, that first battle scene. There was a moment where two, maybe three of one of the premier characters mm-hmm. got just taken out. Yep. Like there was no fire, you know, there was no like shots being fired. There was no like they went out in a heat of battle and they took out two or three of the um, of the Japanese soldiers with them. No, it was no. like, holy shit. That's fucking so and so, and he's on the ground, and his face is gone. Yeah, like that, that's it. Yeah, and that and that aspect of the movie is what made it feel real for me. And it sounded like a snap. It did. Like, it was just like, and it was like a, one of the one of the fucking premier guys. Yeah, like it was one of the main guys. One of the, in the main game. characters yeah. that we all we didn't you instantly fall in love with the character. Yeah, you, know, you just, get to know the background, boom. and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, he's gonna make it. Was, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's he the was, main dude. One of the guys that got taken out, like he just got taken out so fast. But either way, that made it very real for me because, like, that is what mm-hmm. I think, at least my um, uh, uh, perception of war is, is that it's just there are no rules at any yeah. moment. You can just be taken away. Yeah, that's there's, it. there's no structure in the blink mm-hmm. of an eye. You can have your eye. Yeah, you taken can have out. the best, <laughs> the best fucking weapon. You know, mm-hmm. like the the most accurate rifle. 
The best 40 times. The biggest the pair of nuts. Dude. The biggest mm-hmm. pair of nuts. Biggest swing dick. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. Don't, don't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter it to just, the bullet <laughs> or to it, the explosion. I don't know if it's luck. I don't know if it's um, training. I don't know if it's divine intervention. I have to, I say, I have to say divine intervention. Yeah, I, do. Over, I, I mean, mean, even training can, can get you to not step in the right spot where the where that random bullet coming through the 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 cloud was you know what i mean before they even before they even saw the enemy they were there was just this barrage of bullets that came through like the mist so to speak and it was like well how the fuck how do how do you train for that you're supposed you you're being ordered to walk forward towards a bunch of people with machine guns and rifles and you're in the front yeah, and you're like, this isn't Red Rover. Red Rover sent no. Johnny right over, no, and it's not. they're gonna come running over with fucking ha. Yeah. No, it's fucking like before you know it, dude. There's a bunch of hot lead coming to put holes in your body. And oh, for sure. Yeah, it's just crazy. Oh, for sure. Like that same feeling of adrenaline that you, <laughs> that you're probably experiencing in that moment. When of you play dodgeball. Heightened ball. senses. You're just like, you can smell everything. You can hear everything. Oh, you're man. fucking paranoid as shit. You're holding there. You have the rifle in your hands. You're just, your heart's pounding <sighs> through your chest. You know that motherfucker across the field is feeling the exact same thing. Yeah. So you guys are both on high alert. Trigger and it's just a matter ready. of... Who gets the drop on who first? That's what it comes down to, man. Like I, I you know, you can argue the the the, the strategy and, yeah. the, and the accuracy and all this other and mm-hmm. how are you going to fold when you're firing your weapon? Because there's one thing to shoot a gun. I've shot a gun. I mean, I've mm-hmm. shot I've shot many many right. fucking rifles. Yeah. I've shot a shit ton of shotguns and handguns and all that. But I've never fired at a target that was firing back at me, dude. So that besides, is like, a paintball. Besides paintball, yeah, for sure. Which is the closest probably thing probably, probably closest thing, except yeah. in the back of your mind, you know you're not gonna die. You know, that's right. That's different stakes. So probably not even close at all. <laughs> I mean, as far as like real time, I think it's pretty close. Yeah. Like real time, like I'm sure a bullet travels much faster, but um, when you're when you see your opponent, and this is what I mean, like when you're there and you see your opponent and he sees you too, uh-huh. and you're both just a half a second away from just picking up your paintball gun and letting loose in that moment it comes down to who can get there faster who has that hand eye right. reflex uh you know like who's not going to fold under that pressure of of, of oh my god my, who's not going to freeze who's right? not going to freeze you know right. like yeah. fight or flight that is the one thing that i i the one the one attribute or skill set that i can see that could save your life in an actual battle but aside from that it's just a matter of Fuck, are you... Luck? Yeah, luck, maybe. Luck? Maybe. Divine intervention, like we said Divine earlier. Intervention. I don't know. I don't know, man. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's fucking crazy, but I just... Oh, shit. It kind of... It, it's like that topic that puts a weird knot in my stomach because I know... I like to think I like to think of myself as a very confident man, so I'm just like, yeah, I think I can handle myself in most situations, but right. not war. Because that's right. one thing where there are there is no certainty. Right. It's just... It's very just straightforward... I, you get hit, you get hit, man. There's, yeah. That's it. And right? it's it. That's it. There's no. It's not like you can strategize after you get hit. Once yeah. you get hit, you're you just, done. I guess you just hope. In that moment when getting hit, you just hope that it's um, not as bad. You're no, hit, right? It's you like you're no like, longer in the capture the flag game. You mm, know what I mean? It's, and, there's, and there's no second game. You're yeah. just, that's game over. Yeah, it's dude. just that's that doesn't that's not a game that I want to play. No, dude, definitely not. So, like, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully there is no invasion. Hopefully there well, is no <laughs> moment where... 
You well, know, hopefully, we have to yeah. actually go to some sort of freaking. I mean, there's always going to be some sort of conflict in the world, like whether it's on a large scale or a small scale. It's just it's always going to be there. It's just human nature. Right. Someone's always going to want what you have, and you're always going to not want them to have it, and that's just what it's going to come down to. But as far as like an all out, you know, like a world war or some sort of. I don't know, a uh, tyrant that decides to fucking move in on a different country and just starts, you know, 86ing a bunch of people, like, that kind of shit. I'm like, yeah, I really hope that doesn't ever happen again. Like, that would fucking not be cool. <laughs> that would suck, man. Like a, like a Genghis Kong type thing, you know? Where he, or, he fucking went across the world killing people, dude. Raping yeah. women, having children, didn't give a shit. Yeah. It's a crazy man. He was slanging dick. He but was crazy, crazy dude, in man. Today's world, that kind of dude, all it would take is one shot. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, you know? yeah, that's very true. It's very, very true. It's uh, which is which is crazy, you know. It's which is why I feel like all war should be fought inside of like an octagon, like, <laughs> where you. It's kind of like you mix in the old school where you send your best guy, I send my best guy. Whoever the fuck, they fucking fight to the, even if it's to yeah. the death. You know what I mean? Could be. You fucking, you send your best fucking fighter who's going to fight to the death, dude. And whoever fucking wins that wins the yeah. scuffle. Dude, <laughs> if, if that were the case right now, I think Ireland would be the fucking top notch. I think we got to take America. I, I, yeah. boy, I think I know who you're talking about. And I think McGregor's got to, yeah, he's got to fight McGregor, for both countries. Uh, yeah, well, he's mainly Irish, is he not? Like, he's from Ireland. Yeah, born, but, he, raised. but he fought America. Yeah, I think he's still living out there, though, isn't he not? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still going to take pride in him as an American. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he would, if he were to choose between which country to represent in, like, say, a a tournament games, I'm sure he would choose, like, like, say, the movie The Quest. You know what I mean? Jean-Claude Van Damme, shout out. Oh, what's up? JCVD, Uh, man. (laughs) Uh, I think he would choose Ireland to represent. Yeah. yeah, I don't know who the American fighter would be then at that point. Shit. Oh, man. Wonder Boy? Possibly. I mean, are we talking about all weight classes? I guess like we'd open? have to, right? It'd have to be yeah. an open tournament, it'd right? It'd be if like, yo, man, that's anyone, like that's willing to, anyone that's willing to step up, it'd have to be... This is war, right? Steven Wonder Boy. <laughs> the, best, the best fighter that America could provide. It'd have to be someone like uh, Stipe Miocic, because he's like a heavyweight. Because he's a heavyweight. You know, or a Cain Velasquez, you know. Yeah. Even though he has brown pride across his chest, I don't know. Or do you go John Jones? Ooh, that's a tough Ooh. one, man. John Jones would be a fucking solid choice. But, I mean, this is fist to cup, right? This isn't like old school. You have a sword and this a fucking is, shield. This is exactly <laughs> the same Just rules around, as the quest. Okay, cool. <laughs> this is the quest except for war. Uh-huh. And it's fighting to the death. Like... The Mongolian in that movie is a heavy favorite to win. <laughs> gotcha. For sure, man. I, Dude, I definitely... I might have to send in John Jones. <laughs> might have to, right? Yeah. I mean, he's the most elusive one. He is elusive. <laughs> he's got many ways to win. He is so elusive. He is so elusive. Yeah, uh, dude, definitely then. Uh, John Jones, um, I think the runner-up to that technically would be Stipe because he is the heavyweight champ. He's the heavyweight. I think he packs a punch. We send in Demetrius Johnson. Holy shit, dude. That's like sending in fucking... That's like Ash Ketchum from Pokemon sending in Pikachu. Like, yep. you don't expect much, and then all of a sudden you get fucking but, lit up, dude. Or Dom- Dominic? Dominic Cruz would be a solid choice. That's the thing. Like, if you did it, like, you know, weight classes, that'd be one thing. 
But I kind of like the open weight thing because it really is like, yo, my country against your country. Yeah. We're going to have one person represent it, though. And that person happens to be whatever the fuck, Joe Schmo. You know, any guy that wants to step up. Speaking of kind of like cool. the, the countries and whatnot, like, and also speaking of war and people fighting to the death, uh, we just watched a video of a, a Russian fighter by the name of Khabib Nurmagomedov. I'm not going to try that. Nurmagomedov or something like that? I, I feel like I'd... Nurmagomedov. Yeah, Nurmagomedov. No, oh, I think that was a good one. Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. I don't know. Khabib, well, Khabib. You're the man, the fucking eagle. Yeah. Sorry for butchering your last name. He's now going. Sure, it happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, guaranteed. He's now going after the uh, the 155 title that uh, Conor McGregor uh, just yeah. re- just acquired at UFC mm-hmm. uh, 205, uh, destroying Eddie Alvarez. Uh, so. And he, he actually was coming on camera saying that he'd been in many street fights and that it's, it's different when you're a top-notch guy and you get into a street fight because you can actually kill the person if you yeah. don't get stopped. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was sending a nice little message to Connor saying, like, I could uh, kill you, little chicken. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Like, if we fight on the street, I can actually beat you to death. Yeah. So it's better to fight in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Where there's a third person to stop me. Yeah. Um, you know what, man? Like... I believed him when he said, I want to hold him down and talk to him for a second. Like, mm-hmm. based off his uh, his dominance over Michael Johnson and all that, I think Khabib can do that. Like, I believe Absolutely. he can take Connor down and hold him there for just about as long as he wants. I really do. I think he absolutely needs to take Connor down. Yes, he does. Because if he gets caught in some sort of exchange and to the point where he's hurt and he can't take Connor down, mm-hmm. that's it. That's if that's it, Connor's it, bread and butter. If it ever means a stand-up game, uh, we saw in the last fight with Michael Johnson that uh, a skilled striker can touch Khabib. Yeah, they can. They can, they can touch Khabib uh, in you know multiple ways. He lit now, Khabib up. He actually hurt him there. Yeah, he did. But the but the 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 winning nature and the the thing that kind of makes you go the counter to that is well. Once he got hurt, he pressed him up against the cage and then manhandled him with one arm in this like seemingly bear-like clothesline to the ground. It was yeah. just manhandling with one arm and strength. Just you're going down, dude, like a big brother. Yeah, and much. <laughs> yeah, and that was just really impressive what he was able to do from that point on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he can absolutely he absolutely has the strength and the ability to do that to Connor. It's just uh, whether or not he can get within that range to do it. And if if he gets caught and gets hurt with Connor, if that puts him to sleep, as opposed yeah. to with just hurting him like Michael Johnson did. No, for sure. And I, I can definitely see that. And you know what, man? Like, um, Khabib is that guy to put Connor in that situation where, where, I mean, previously it was Nate Diaz that put Connor in a situation where, you know, he was like, oh, dude, I don't think, I don't think this is going my way. Right. Um, Khabib is definitely the guy to do that as well. And also with him, dude, like, I, I really liked the point or, the, or that part of that, of that, little, that little conversation that he had um, where he mentioned the money thing. He said, um, you know what? For me, it's not about money. I have money. Like, mm-hmm. I have money. Like, again, he's, an, he's, he's a guy that was born probably in um, lower middle class in Russia, which is probably not – you know, I'm sure he dealt with a lot of adversity at a very young age. Sure. So now that he has money, he's just kind of like, you know what, dude? I still live in a very similar lifestyle. Don't need much. I just want the fucking 
cry I want of the belt. The belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, like that, dude. That stood out so much to me because, like, it's just, dude. I, I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. You know, like but right now my, he's not chasing cash. He's my, chasing gold. Uh, my only counter to that, uh, which I do like that he's saying that because I think he's saying the right things to get the fight. Mm-hmm. But Khabib called Connor out on the undercard. Mm-hmm. Khabib was calling Connor the chicken, calling Connor this and calling Connor that before he even knew that Connor had the belt. So you know what I mean? He wasn't calling out I want the winner of the Alvarez Connor fight. He yeah, was he calling was. out Connor specifically. Yeah, so he definitely he, was. He specifically wants Connor regardless of if he has the belt or not. So I mean I I get it he's saying the right thing there, but I'm also calling a little bit of bullshit mm-hmm. on it. Dude, that's a good point. That's a solid point. <laughs> I could definitely see that. You know, I mean yeah. he he's been calling he's been talking about Connor even before he was on the same card as him too, because yeah. he, he's been Everybody wants to fight Connor, and yeah. I'm not saying it's for the money. Oh, for sure. It, it might I'm just sure be to it, shut him up. Oh, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure if you fucking waved a fucking two million dollar payday in front of him, he'd fucking snatch that up quick, fast, sure. and in a hurry. You Absolutely. Know. I mean, again, he lives nice. in Russia. You know, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> just could kidding, go back. bro. Totally joking, dude. He could go back and be the Donald Trump of Russia. Oh my goodness, imagine <laughs> that. Yeah, dude, Khabib, he's a fucking scary matchup. And here's the thing, like, uh, I, I mean, I know I brought this up earlier tonight, but um, Connor's in a really weird situation, too, because not only is he battling this crazy uh, list of opponents at 155, 155 but yeah. his 145-pound title actually might end up getting stripped here pretty soon. Yeah, they threatened um, it, didn't yeah, they? And now they're they, following they did. through. They did, and it, to my knowledge, it kind of boils down to if, they can get a finalized matchup between Max Holloway and um, Anthony Pettis at UFC 206. Then uh, if they can get a matchup set up, that's what they're going to end up doing. That is the direction that they're trying to go um, so because they the... want it. They, they want to get that title active. And again, you got to look at it as I, I. I mean, I myself, aside from being a fan. At first, it made. At first, it didn't really make sense. I was like, "Oh, dude, but Connor's a champion, though. Like, right. he is. He and he's not. And he's not injured. He's not injured. And he flattened Jose Aldo to right. become the champion. It wasn't like it was a close fight. It wasn't like it wasn't even like there was a one-sided fight. But right. Aldo was still in it. He still landed. No, it was. It was thirteen seconds in. Boom. Lights out. Right. That to me is a very definitive statement that I'm the best at this uh, division. Yeah. Because I just took out the guy that was the best over the last ten years. Yeah. That says a lot. So as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of shitty, though." Like, does yeah. that really make Jose Aldo the best at 145 again? Because like that's so if they strip the title, Jose can, Aldo. Can anybody look at Aldo as a champion after that? Dude. After what? What, did, what has he done since? Yes, after because, he after he beats Frankie Edgar in that the way that he did. Yeah, I mean, I guess he was you know? holding out for Connor. Here's the thing, man. Like, no matter how you cut it, Jose Aldo is a fucking champion. He's a bad man. He's a bad fucking dude, for sure. But do I think he's the best guy at 145? No, I do not. Nope. I think it's Connor McGregor. It's Connor really McGregor. Do. It absolutely so, is. Yeah. So if they strip his title, that automatically makes Jose the interim champion I'm mean, sorry the, the the featherweight champion to which uh, Dominic I'm sorry I can't Dominic uh, Holloway and uh, Pettis will end up fighting for the interim championship well, I, now what is what? so I'm not see that's where I was a little bit confused earlier when you mentioned this is uh, so Jose Aldo will be the undis- will be, be the, the 
the featherweight champion. So the 145 champion. 145 champion. And um, so then, to become undisputed, that's where you would end up fighting the interim champion. And then that would unify both titles, and that be, then you would become the, the undisputed. undisputed featherweight champion. So, okay. So, so let's, right, say, let's say even that happens. Okay, so but, right now, then Jose Aldo would become the disputed champion, I guess. Yes, in a way. In essence. It, yes, in a way. I mean, at least to us, it would be. By, right, well, yeah. well especially, especially to the fans, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. It there's there's no way us. that we'll recognize yeah. him as the champion. Yeah, I, mean, I just, I mean, again, I'll give him his dues, man. He's a fucking world champion for sure. Yeah. But he's not the featherweight undisputed champion. And he's, to me, he still hasn't won a fight since losing to Conor McGregor. Yeah, that fight against Frankie was just a very smart fight. But I thought, uh, I thought I'm he f- did fight. He fought a little scared of his own chin, in my opinion. Yeah. I felt like he was kind of... I got put away just maybe, what, like seven months ago, eight months ago up until that point? Yeah, he like Mayweathered that one. He did. And I'm sure the the fear of being knocked out again is something that weighs heavy. Yeah. You know? Especially, yeah, that's, that's especially fair. Under the, uh, especially under those circumstances, yeah, and, you know? But, uh, yeah. Because you're, you're on the highlight reel for the rest which, of your but, life. Which is why... I mean, when you have when you when you weigh the odds, right, and you and you see a man that that's going about it like that at 145, that's going about it scared to, scared of his chin, scared to lose, just trying to win on points, uh, in his only fight after coming back from that devastating loss, and then you've got somebody like Conor McGregor who's going out there and fucking putting away putting people, people away, dude, Woo. going after people, you know what I mean, not ducking, not He's ducking champs away, you know what I mean, doesn't give them like. Like a ninety-three percent knockout rate in his fights, or something like that. Oh, Something's crazy. Goodness. The hi- highest knockout rate in UFC history. He's only I gone say. the distance twice in the UFC. Yeah, it's this guy. Just <laughs> it's, this guy's left hand is just fucking crazy. So I mean, when when you compare the two, it, it's no wonder that the American people would still crown Conor McGregor as the one forty-five champion. And I and I'm sure Conor will go on record saying that. That that is a fake belt that they're holding at 145. Oh, sure. You know, it gives them so much ammunition to talk oh, shit about yeah. that. Oh yeah. Why man. and why did why does the I mean I get the UFC wanting to tempt him, but I mean I, maybe make an interim one, but don't take it from Connor. Say like they're these guys are going to be okay. I like Holloway and Pettis fighting for the interim title because I think that they've done enough at the weight class to yeah. both become and either one of them, whoever wins that fight, could be the next candidate for Connor to fight for the. For the title. For sure. For sure. The only thing about that is the uh, interim champion was crowned at UFC 200 with Jose Aldo. That uh, Connor, I'm sorry, Aldo and Edgar, their fight was for the interim featherweight champion. So it would oh. be, it would be, yeah, it would be like a conflict of interest of having two of the same title champions. Um, that that would almost like dilute the title of the champion in the featherweight division. But well, then I but, guess. Maybe Holloway and uh, Pettis fight to see who fights Aldo for no, for what, the interim. That's what I thought they were going to do. That's yeah. exactly. I thought this fight was going to lead into okay. Aldo defends his interim championship, right? Just to make sure that he's still next in line to fight McGregor when, right. he, when they decide to fucking blow him enough. And he gets a so real challenge. Gets a real challenge before. Yeah. I mean, he actually because Connor's even gone on record saying, "What is." Why do I give Aldo a chance? I've already, you know what I mean? Like, what has he done since I've knocked him out? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he hasn't fought anybody yet. Like, he hasn't done anything. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know if Aldo gets the, I don't, I, I truly, as a fight fan, don't think Aldo's done enough to deserve a title shot again. 
Yet. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I think he needs to fight somebody else. He definitely. I mean, dude, whether he needs to fight somebody else or he needs to just be more vocal, you know, make yourself which relevant. Is, which is you tough. Know what I mean, kind of his yeah, the language barrier. barrier and all that, and which is kind of like, dude, like Connor brought a machine gun and Jose Aldo brought a fucking <laughs> brought a spear, fucking dude, like, super soaker three thousand. Yeah, dude, like you get into a shit talking contest against a guy that has an Irish accent and is witty. Yeah. And the most, most of the world, at least to my knowledge, speak English. They can kind of yeah. understand. I mean, not it's everyone in the first U.S. Or second. One of the biggest, I mean, the U.S. is, well, I mean, this is where the UFC started. So, like, obviously, there's a huge fan base out here. And there's a huge influence just based on who we find as, like, a popular icon. Sure. And we kind of promote it out in our own outlets. And then all of a sudden, the rest of the world kind of, you know, jumps on. Sometimes it's the other way around, but not usually, especially with these, with these, with with, with this. Um, and you have Connor talking all this shit against Aldo, who only speaks Portuguese. Maybe a couple of English words here and there, but even that's broken. You know, like, dude, I kind of felt bad for the kid. You know, I did, man. Like Jose, like, he just was not prepared. No, and that's that led into the knockout. Yeah, dude. <laughs> And he just, oh man, yeah, he got fucking blasted. Blasted, blasted, dude. Which yeah, is, dude, Connor, man, he's making noise. Which is why I've, I've still got Aldo down there as like a number five. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I feel like Pettis and Holloway should be fighting as a lead in to, to fight Connor next. Like, I don't think that even Aldo deserves a shot at those two guys yet. Mm. Like, I think Holloway, Pettis fight, they should fight, and then they get the interim. Uh, even though Aldo already has that for some, like, I don't like that, whatever. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, I think what the UFC was expecting was Frankie Edgar to win that fight. Yeah. <laughs> and for him to get the were. interim. That would have sold more tickets. And that would have sold the next fight with Connor. Yeah, but that I didn't work that out. That would have sold more tickets. Well, dude, Frankie just beat against, beat Jeremy Stevens. Did? Yes, he did. And so. he beat him in a pretty convincing fashion. Like, it wasn't too one side. I mean, Frankie got knocked down once in that fight, but... Yeah, he got rocked in the but second, he, right? Yeah, but he got right back up and took him down and started beating on him again. So like, like a professional. Dude, Frankie Edgar's a stud. And you know what, man? I actually bet against Frankie in that fight, too. I, I couldn't. I did, man. And I, I now, Frankie, I'm sorry, dude. Frankie, the, the guys with fucking, the, with the I, koozie. I am your Judas. <laughs> I am a fucking, yeah, dude. I, I straight up turned my back on you. Tried to give you a hell or high watermelon yeah. a couple years back. I denied you three times before the crow <laughs> crowed or no, before the rooster crowed. Some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, fuck, man. My bad, Frankie. <laughs> Good on you, bro. But dude, Connor, dude, he's making such a big fucking, uh, big fucking it's, splash right now that it's, it's crazy, actually affecting man. the NFL. I mean, dude, it's, uh, it's you hear all about over. That? I'm yeah. sure, dude, we just recently watched a clip. Uh, uh, Connor calls it the, the, the billionaire, the billionaire strut. strut. Yeah, yeah, the billionaire strut. Um, multiple and, guys, dude, in multiple the guys in the NFL uh, were fucking. I know one guy was from the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, the other one was the, from the game that we were. Um, uh, there was there was Des Bryant of the Dallas Cowboys, who we'll get into yeah, a little bit later. You yeah, damn sure cowboy sure fans, you fuckers. You sons of bitches. You sons of bitches. Anyways, but yeah, uh, Des Bryant was doing it. I remember uh, the the Colts punter uh, Pat McAfee uh, mm. was doing it after he uh, converted on a a, a fake punt. And he got the first down. He he started doing it. There you go. Uh, it's it's really it's crazy to see seeing the rise in uh, in in uh, in the transcendence of this athlete and how he's transcending into uh, to multiple sports. Yeah, he is. Man. You know, and, and the biggest sport, is. which is the NFL. You it know, in, in American culture. Yeah, for sure. And uh, seeing seeing NFL athletes, uh, mock, you know, imit, 
imitate this man. It's it's almost Cam Newton esque and how everybody was dabbing last year throughout all the other sports. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, you know, NBA athletes were 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 paying homage to Cam Newton uh, for what he was doing last year in the MVP season that he had. And now to see uh, NFL players in the the biggest sport in you know American culture, them paying homage to a UFC fighter, yeah, uh, to me just it speaks volumes to where the UFC has come uh, in into in American culture. You know, oh, for it's sure. it's really awesome to me, and especially us having been you know kind of going to Vegas a couple times, going to see McGregor fight, you know, yeah, kind of yeah, being yeah. A, a part. A little bit, uh, you know, or a, in our, in a our part own of way. the rise. Like, yeah, we're, 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 dude, we're, we're part of the hype train. Really, we're part of history, man. Like, yeah, twenty years from now, thirty years from now, yeah, fifty years from now, like, we're gonna be looking back on this and being like, dude, I was there. We were there for that McGregor fight. I was <laughs> there for that. I remember. I, I mean, dude, I can still remember the the, the chants and the roars and just the oh, energy of the crowd. Like, I, I, I can never still never felt energy dude, like that. And it's just, I'll always remember that. Yeah, I'll always think of that. Like when I'm talking to my grandkids and I'm telling them they're yeah. like, "Dude, Connor was a badass." I'm like, "Dude, yeah. he was I, fucking badass, I dude." I was fucking there, man. Like, yeah. you know, I was, we were in Vegas yeah. with all the Irish. Derek got accepted by the Irish. I was accepted. I'm gonna be telling that story, dude. They're I, yeah. probably not gonna believe me because at that point they're gonna be like, "Oh, you're just fucking telling oh, well, tall tales." I, we still got the video. Fight yeah, we right? still have the video of Derek time, being accepted by the Irish. At that time, I'm assuming that we can make that video much more clear to where you can <laughs> see me in the audience. <laughs> we're going to Photoshop. We're going to point them out. Yeah, right, because I'm mean, somewhere in there. <laughs> it's a mob, though, folks. It's yeah, hundreds it's of people. Mob. So, I, so it was a, it, it's a, if you ever get a chance, uh, listeners, to ever just go be a part of the uh, the spectacle that is a Conor McGregor fight and the weigh-ins and the press conference and, and everything that is the lead-up to a fight, uh, when Conor McGregor is fighting, I mean, it's will be a part of it. It's something to experience. Yeah, it's definitely it's, something to experience. It's, it's something that I, I think. Um, well, I mean, I don't want to get off topic, but um, but there's definitely something that I would recommend everyone do at least once, whether it's not a Conor McGregor fight per mm-hmm. se, but definitely like a main event, like a really popular fight card. Yeah, at whatever least, your fight, whatever least, your favorite fighter. At is. least go to one. Like if I can go back in time, I would have gone to like a Mike Tyson boxing match. Oh my know? god. I would have gone to a Muhammad Ali or a Joe Frazier just to go. Just to say mm-hmm. that I was fucking there, dude. Like I was there. So definitely go to a Conor McGregor fight if you can because you're gonna be part of history. He's kind you're of gonna... the Mike Tyson of the UFC if oh, you wanna sure. if you really look at the percentage of people that he's knocking out, mm-hmm. his knockout rate I believe is up there is at as equal to and or higher than Mike Tyson. So this Probably. guy is knocking... I know he's using smaller gloves and everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's a smaller dude as yeah. well. Yeah. So, and I he's mean, not fighting as many people, you know what I mean? Like, true. like Mike's got like 30-something or maybe 40 fights and as right. opposed to knockouts, as right. opposed to Connor's like 18 to the knockouts. You know? That's true. So it's, it's, it's a smaller sample size yeah, for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. But dude, um, speaking of, of like the, the two, uh, 205 and all that shit... Um, uh, Conor McGregor, uh, not Conor McGregor. Uh, well, I mean, he was mm-hmm. part of the card, he was the main event. But um, I was watching the Buzz, I believe it's called that that uh, that uh, sports show that's on uh, ESPN uh, in the middle of the day. Free anyways, plug, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, so this guy, uh, they actually brought up this really interesting uh, number here, and they were talking about that. Um, so they were 
they were talking about how the UFC uh, 205 that got about 15 billion different social media um, uh, drops as in from Twitter to Instagram to um, any other social media outlet to emojis like they counted all the different times 206 205 UFC was 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 Sprouted 15 on billion, billion, 15 billion. Now to put that into perspective, last Super Bowl got 4.8 billion. Holy those shit! Those are fucking numbers, dude. Like those are those are very mind blowing numbers. Like that is McGregor's the fucking dude, sports dude of our time. Right yeah, now. I believe. Don't quote me on this, but I believe that Holy, the UFC 205, yeah, I believe <laughs> the numbers, the number of views was fucking right at where this last Super Bowl was. Like it was that I believe it was a prelims or some shit like that. Like it was viewed by that many people. Wow, it's fucking insane, dude. He generates a lot of fucking noise. I mean, if they're spilling it was cool out, Madison Square Garden yo, for dude, the first time. There, there was I mean, a lot. Wow. Of, there was a lot of oh, the good storm. things. Yeah, there are a lot of good things that led into that. It wasn't just Homeboy. He was a but huge, he was a he was the, huge part of it. Yeah, huge part of it. But um, it, there was a lot of other elements as well. I mean, wow, dude, fuck, dude, what a good fuck. night. Yeah, dude, for sure. What a great night. I mean, it just you know, it's crazy, I, man. I got emotional that night. Yeah, dude. I mean, as you should have, dude. I mean, fuck. I was. I was. Connor. Connor wrecked house, dude. He fucking. He showed everyone what's up, dude. But yeah, dude. Uh, uh, so yeah, we're um, we're also going to talk about. Um, I don't want to get too far off topic with this one. Um, the Oakland Raiders and about how the Cowboys are on a winning streak right now. Speaking of NFL teams, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, re- I really want to touch base on that, dude. I don't want us to forget. Well, yeah, because uh, <laughs> two big surprises this year: Dallas Cowboys on a ten-game winning streak. Uh, as a Niner fan, I would just like to one tell all you Cowboy fans, uh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, having having got that out, and as an unbiased sports fan, you guys are playing really good football, uh, doing really good things. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, as a rookie running back, has been killing it for you guys. He looks like the uh, next coming of Emmett Smith, uh, but a better version. And uh, yeah, they're absolutely killing. Dak Prescott, a rookie quarterback, uh, you look like you've got Russell Wilson 2.0 there. Uh, seems to be very humble. And, yeah, Tony Romo's out the door, which that guy couldn't win the big game, and everybody knew that. So, yeah, Dallas Cowboys viable contender this year for the NFC. I do not think that you're going to get past the Seahawks this year. Mm. I have said it uh, since preseason that I believe it to be a uh, Seattle-New England rematch in the Super Bowl. Oh, shit. That'd be really fucking interesting to watch. Yeah. That was a great game last year. It so. was. They actually just played recently, too, a couple weeks back and had, a, had an epic game that, oh, wow. that came down to the wire. Finished uh, in a goal line stand by the Seahawks. Oh, so, dude. So they got a little redemption. Yeah. A little bit, you know? Yeah. So now it's you know it's kind of like one-to-one who's going to win the rubber match, in my yeah. opinion. And I, I think it's going to be set up that way. Oh, and, that'd be uh, really so neat. You heard it here first. Well, it's a, a lot of people are. They're, well, they're good teams. So. No, for sure. Well, here's a, here's <laughs> there's another little uh, 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 fucking fact for you. Listeners, uh, my boy Mike here, usually when it comes to certain calls, whenever he fucking calls it, huh. he's pretty fucking close, if not on the money. And the reason why, he blew my mind two huh. years ago. We were sitting at Yard House in Northridge, having a couple beers, having some food. Definitely a couple and beers And then involved. he was talking to me about, yeah, definitely a few, right? Um, 
and he was talking to me about how the Cubs recently picked up this new coach and about how great he is and this and that, and this man's going to change the team. And don't be surprised if you see the Cubs win the World Series within the next couple of years. And he actually said it would be worth your money to put a small bet that they do. And damn it, was he right? And damn it, am I kicking myself in the ass for not doing it? Because it within been the next plus two like years, <laughs> even if it was a dollar, it would have put me up. What at least a fucking oh, it would have put three, four hundred? Yeah, yeah, dude. To say the Cubs would based win. off a dollar, you know, like that. Yeah. The odds on that were just fucking insane. But either way, yeah, the streak's gonna end. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, and it did. It, it fucking, fucking ended. it ended in a big way. Yeah, I'm kind of I kind of feel bad for Cleveland, you know, because yeah. like they also were kind of on like a dry uh, little little dry fucking spell there. Like what was it, sixty sixty years? years? They're they're the they're the nothing silver compared medalists. to about a fucking yeah. almost a hundred years. But yeah, you you can't you can't beat that. You can't, yeah, the, the, that's that's a fucking century, exactly. <laughs> especially with with them getting you know Stipe uh, as a uh, the heavyweight champ for UFC. As a, as a Cleveland native and you know the Cavaliers winning an NBA title beating the, the Warriors yeah. you know arguably the best uh, you know regular season team of all time yeah. uh, and then you know so I mean they, they have they have a, enough to, to hang their hats on I think as Cleveland people as far as Cleveland sports fans go I think they're they're gonna take this year as a win overall you know they got to the World Series they got an NBA championship and they've got a, a heavyweight title uh, holder in the UFC so I mean they, they've got a things are really turning around in Cleveland. Having said that, the Browns are not going to win a game all season. Mm. So you think so? Yeah. Well, what's the record right now? Zero and ten. Zero and eleven. No way. Oh yeah, they, they're they haven't won. And it's, we're in a, we're in week twelve. So if they've had their bye week, then they're zero and eleven. Damn. Or zero and ten, but I mean they're going to play this that week against just... the Giants. So. They're either own ten or probably gonna win. Yeah. Damn. Well, sorry guys. Sorry, Cleveland. Uh, sorry, yeah, Josh. Man. Love you, bro. Yeah, dude. That's that's a lot of um. That's just terrible. And yeah. dude, and, and on the flip side, the Cowboys on a ten fucking winning. The, the Cowboys are on the opposite streak. side of that spectrum. That but... is fucking mind boggling too. I mean, all those Dallas Cowboy fans out there are fucking doing yeah. backflips every fucking day, you know, if there's... repeating the same shit because they don't want to jinx it. If there was anything though, like. Cowboy fans and also the hottest team in the AFC, Raider fans. Now, I know some good fans on both sides that are on those teams, but most of those fans are just so obnoxious, dude. Mm. Like, when your team's winning, they will not let you hear the end of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, ah, dude, I'm, I'm really glad that, uh, yeah, that I, I don't have too many of those people around. Like, and the ones that are, are those fans, uh, shout out Josh Frias. Uh, very respectful Raider fans and, and intelligent ones and everything and yeah they know they know the game through and through so uh, yeah put it to you this way if you don't know who your running back is as a Raider fan then I, I can't call you a Raider fan yeah but anyways I digress it's just uh, yeah it's this has been a tough season for me to watch as a Niner fan being one of the worst teams in the league mm-hmm. and then seeing the team that's across the bay from you as the Raiders having the success it's a uh, you know, you have a lot of friends growing up yeah. from the Bay Area that are, you know, talking a lot of shit about Niner fans right now. And they right know now. you personally. Oh, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, they're talking a bunch of shit. Yeah, they, they, they know exactly what to say, and they probably brought up some old shit, too. Oh, yeah, they, they know. So it's, uh, they, they're big on kicking you while you're down. Yeah, there you, you know. know. True but, friends uh, always do that. Yeah, that, that's what friends are for, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
But uh, it would be, I think, uh, it, it'd be cool. I'd like to see the Raiders uh, get a shot at facing the Patriots in the AFC title game. I think that uh, those those two are the two most complete teams in the NFL. Mm. And ter- for the AFC, that is. So, okay. uh, Raider fans, I'll give you that. Jack Del Rio is a beast of a coach. And, uh, yeah, it's a, hopefully it'll be a, a good game. Hopefully. I mean, that, dude, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know as much about football as you do. Uh, but I fucking love a good game, though. Yeah. Like, they're really exciting. Who doesn't like a good game of football, though? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Not a lot, but they're, they're they're out there. They're definitely out there. But I'm yeah. not one of them, dude. I fucking enjoy a great match. Like, they go out there and they fucking play down. You get you see cracks. You fucking yeah. get crazy calls. You get to talk shit about referees for dude. making terrible oh, calls. Oh, my God, especially this year. You Fuck. know, yeah, you try to break down the play and what they're going to do next, and then you end up being wrong, and you're like, that's why I love this game. <laughs> you know, like, it's just. I can't believe they threw it. <laughs> yeah, like, just something. There's always something to get excited about. And, yeah. um. Yeah, just for me, football is that one sport where I, I enjoy the process of not just watching the game, but watching it with friends. Because a lot of times, like with fights, whenever the fight is on, everyone's dialed in. Everyone's looking at the fight. No one's really talking outside of just a couple of loud screams and yes. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, but um, but during a during a football game, outside of th- them hiking the ball. A lot of time, you, the social interaction is really what makes it, for me, what makes it so great. Yeah. Um, I'm sure a lot of, yeah, for sure. Between plays. Well, here's yeah. the thing. I'm sure a lot of that has to do with, I'm probably not as invested in the match as like you might be or somebody right. else that, you know, is playing fantasy, fantasy football right. and all that other stuff. But I kind of just enjoy that surrounding. I really do. Like with, with, for me, for fighting, I think it's. Sometimes it ends up being a little personal because it's just you focused on that. You know, yeah. I mean, you're just kind of there and you're looking at two guys go at it as opposed to like, you know, uh, was it nine on nine or something like 11 that? 11 on 11. 11 on 11. And then you, you have that. You have a like larger scale. There are a lot more things going on. There's a lot more distractions going on. Like, right. For me, I don't know. Like, I really enjoy that part of football where I kind of just. I'm just engaging with everyone. It's like almost like a sensory overload. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like I got a good match. I got food in front of me, just drinks, and it's just, I don't know. It's just a little bit different. Laughs, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and like you said, too, it's there. It's less 110% focus in on, on what's going on yeah, in the fight. Yeah, because it's, you know? it's a longer stretch of time. Yeah. It's a five-minute round as opposed to a 20-second uh, uh, snap. Yeah, yeah. Is, that what, is that what you call it? Uh, snap I, I, yeah, the snap. It's uh, usually the play. The NFL oh, the plays play. will last like um, like you know three to five seconds. Really. Oh shit! So I really over yeah, embellished the, that. The, the snaps, the, the snaps or the plays. I mean, it's really any, every snap. I mean, that's still okay. That's, that's I, I wasn't sure the terminology was right, but that's, that's why that's I asked. right. Okay. And, uh, uh, well, the play. We'll say the play for like for the listeners that for, for those that don't really know much about football. Yeah. We'll, we'll say the play is from when the moment they snap the ball to the moment they blow the whistle and the call to play. Yeah, I'd say, up, and depending on if the play, if it's a passing play or running play, uh, if it's completed or not, you know, uh-huh. what I mean, like for, as an example, listeners, uh, Peyton Manning was famous for getting the ball out really fast. Mm. Uh, so he, from the time that the ball, he would say hike, uh, to the time that he would be releasing the ball out of his hands was under three seconds, on average. And this is on average. So majority of the time, it was under three, you know, like under two That's seconds. That's fucking insane. There, there are those broken plays that, you know, you got to do some scrambling around, and all of those are included in this average. Yeah. So the majority of the time, he's getting the ball out of his hand in under two seconds. Thousand one, thousand two, the ball's out of his hands. 
So a lot of plays are only lasting, you know, four or five seconds, depending on how fast it takes the guy to get tackled. Well, there you go, man. I mean, I, I so, fucking really was off on that. I said, what, 20 seconds is what yeah, I about said? 20. I mean, that's, that's probably closer to the time in, in between plays, the 20 to 30 mm. seconds in between plays. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, well, yeah. from perspective, it's, yeah. you know, there's much more time, more, much yeah. more downtime than, than, yeah, than NFL that's time. kind of like how that's – that's kind of like yeah exactly like kind of going back to the to the point like that's for sure one of the things i really enjoy about that you know right. and like i can kind of have a conversation watch the game go right back to the yeah. conversation like it's just there are a lot of moments in between where it's just it's just fun you know yeah it's more conversation and, time yeah. than, than than sport time oh for sure like it's I, more social yeah 100 yeah. 100% but yeah dude, I, I just again going back to it if the <laughs> Oakland Raiders and the Dallas Cowboys to have a fucking showdown I just I'm fucking hoping it's a good match because that'd be a really cool like. Um, who who you know. would you want to win in that? As a as an because you're 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 you know a, a Niner fan. So yeah, I'm you. definitely a Niner fan. So um, I mean, if I had to choose I, again, I I don't know enough about football to really even say I'm a fan. You know, like I I do appreciate the sport though, um, and I I enjoy watching it for sure. I uh, you know if I had to choose. I am a Niner fan, so I kind of have to keep it in the California Bay Area thing. So I would have to say California, and that would be Oakland. So Touché. Oakland. Um, but I have no investment on either team. Like to be honest, like do you have? I mean, because the Niners are, are are pretty much eliminated from playoff contention right now. We only have one win on the season, uh, so we're we're uh, we're going for the you know the draft basically at this point. So is there any team that you have any sort of favor to, you know, like a quarterback that you've, you know, like say yeah. a Tom Brady fan, you know, because you respect what he does or Ben Roethlisberger? I mean, dude, Tom, or a, Tom Brady for sure. I mean, he's... Is there is there a team that you'd like to see in the Super Bowl? Ah, uh, shit. You know, that's you, a good you mentioned question. the Seattle New England um, would be a good game. That'd be a pretty fucking awesome matchup. I'd like to see... Um, Wow, that's a fucking yeah, Aaron Rodgers in Green That'd Bay getting cool. another shot. Eli like, Manning getting another shot to, mm. to surpass his older brother, uh-huh. us being younger brothers. Yeah. You know what I mean? That'd be fucking cool too, man. There are just a lot of matchups. I really, really can't say which one, but if I had to choose one, if I had to choose a quarterback that I'm always excited to see, probably be Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I, I, I really I like how strategic he is, you know, mm-hmm. especially like uh, – Especially when it comes to reading certain plays and when it comes to, like, when he's about to hike the ball, he's just kind of, like, looking at the defensive team and he's just like, oh, they're about to rush. I'm about to fucking get rid of this shit. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, that's... God knows his shit. And, like, I, I can definitely appreciate somebody that's mashed with something because I fucking, yeah. you know, like, that's that takes a lot of years of dedication. Um, but if, if I had to choose a team that I'd like to see in the Super Bowl, honestly, probably Green Bay. Yeah. I like to see Aaron Rodgers in there. I, I don't know why. quarterback duel? Yeah. Like, That'd I be just, cool. I feel like Aaron Rodgers isn't as technical as um, Tom Brady, but he definitely has, like, this raw talent about him that I see. Yeah. That I'm like, dude, like, he just – he kind of just likes to play. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I, I could see yeah. it. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> like, I, I, I could just see it. He just doesn't mind getting his fucking hands dirty, and I, I yeah. kind of appreciate that. Maybe I'm off. Maybe or maybe I'm not. I mean, and I I'm only basing that off of um, uh, Cam Newton. I'm not a big fan of his. I think he's a little bit too dramatic. Yeah. Um, he does bring up a lot of valid points, like the whole not the referees not calling certain penalties on him because he feels mm-hmm. as if they're not taking care of certain quarterbacks, whether it's because of 
um, favoritism, size, or race, or, race or, or whatever. Well, basically that. Politics. Whatever mm-hmm. fucking politics you want to call it. Um, <laughs> Those are pretty much two options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, not, not funny. Yeah, for sure. But either way, dude, like, I'm not a big fan of Cam Newton. Like, for me, I'm just kind of like a nut up or shut up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I think as a as a leader of a locker room, you know, I think I guess, that's, that's the kind of thing that he, he, he kind of comes off a little whiny at times. That's, yeah. 100%. And it, and when you when your argument is, you know what, this isn't even fun anymore. Yeah, he's making it so that it's not fun anymore. And as a as an ex quarterback and as a as somebody who'd wow just be loving to you know he's this guy's living the American dream being a quarterback of any NFL team. You know, there's mm. tons of hundreds and thousands of people who would. Be just so grateful to be in his shoes. Even if they're like, I'll take as many I'll hits take, as you it can takes. take me, dude. Yeah, I never. I mean, I guess you. Yeah, when I was younger, younger, like freshman, you get complained about getting hit. But what you come to realize is that nobody respects somebody that is getting is complaining about being hit. Yeah, men. It's a contact sport. Men don't. Yeah, <laughs> men, men don't respond to that when you're going into it's battle. A contact sport. And you're like, we're going into battle, but I don't want to get hit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's you don't respect that oh, as a man. Sure. That's you, like saying you know? like a football player saying, "Yo, um, uh, I want to fucking play a game, but I don't want to get hit." It's like saying, "I want to work in an office, but I don't want to touch paper." It's just yeah, like, like, like I'm, I'm going green, and I yeah, believe in, like, in in a paperless work for environment. For sure, and I'm like, listen, dude, like if you're gonna play football, there's gonna be a time during your career where you're gonna get cracked, yeah. whether you get hit or you get blocked, and that's a crack or whatever the fuck. No. Having, fuck up. having said that, Cam is right because the the rules that are in place nowadays in today's game, there are some hits that are not being called for sure. But that's in today's game, which is sissified. Like these these hits wouldn't even be a flag ten years ago, five years ago. You know what I mean? So <sighs> the fact that that they put new rules in place to to help protect the quarterbacks from injury, you know what I mean? Like. Steve Young, all these other quarterbacks, they never had these rules, so it wasn't even a, a thing to complain about. If you were to complain like that 10 years ago, you'd be a sissy. Yeah. But in today, and because, I don't know, like these, these, these rules were legislated, which is almost allowing for this dialogue, for these quarterbacks to kind of per, be perceived as pussies. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that, uh, and receivers too. Defenseless receiver, my ass. Like, they have pads on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Motherfuckers. Right? It boils down to that, yeah, isn't it? Like, like, they have fucking pads. They're dude. Pan- what... <laughs> yeah, they're, they're yeah, trying to get forward motion. Up. Yeah, for sure. And you know I what I mean? I get it. You're going against a guy that's fucking 6'4", 220 pounds. But hey, you're 6'4", 218 pounds. What the hell are you? Are you a yeah. piece of paper? You know yeah, what I mean? Dude, like, dude, you fucking, you probably were the big wig in high school and mainly most of college. And then all of a sudden you go against another grown-ass yeah. man and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, so I don't like the way that feels. They're writing in rules that are that are taking the toughness out of the sport. Yeah. And and so then then when you get the, the reigning MVP in Cam Newton talking about, it's not fun anymore because I'm getting hit. You know what I mean? Like I know he didn't exactly sound like that, but mm. to me, as a as somebody who's played the position, and as somebody who's been on multiple team sports, dude, if I was on his team, if I was a wide receiver or even just a coach, I would be like, damn it, like our leader sounds like a fucking pussy right now. Yeah, fuck, dude, Drew Brees would never do this shit. Dude, I mean that was that kind of trickles down. Like it changes the the perspective of the team, does it not? Because like I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, you guys are all wearing the same color jersey. 
Yeah, I mean, they're not wearing yeah. the same clothes that Cam Newton weren't. He's all nah, wearing this flashy feather and a cap. Yeah, that looking like, you know. He looked like a fiddler, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's out there fucking playing his flute. Cam, Cam, pay more attention to <laughs> to the film on the team that you're about to play to, to avoid these hits. There Talk you go. to your offensive linemen about Help. protecting you a little bit there better. There you go. Maybe earn the respect of these offensive linemen so that they put their fucking career on the line to, to, to protect your ass against other grown-ass men. You know what I mean? Give them a reason to protect you, not a reason to snicker at you. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, for sure. That's so, a solid point. That's my, that that's my two point. cents, man. That's definitely a solid point, man. That's a fucking really, really good point. For start, sure. start doing the dab again, dude. Start doing the dab. Loosen yeah. up. Yeah, don't be so scared. Don't yeah. be so scared of contact, bro. Dab it up, bro. Yeah. That's but, nice. uh <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh, one one last team that I wanted to bring up um, was the uh, you mentioned um, Eli Manning. Uh, oh yeah, uh, how Los he, Gigantes. Yeah, dude. Uh, how he uh, if he wins one more, he surpasses Peyton. Uh, Peyton. Yeah, because Peyton just tied him up with two. They, they both now have two Super Bowls gotcha. apiece. So that'd be pretty cool to watch. The one thing I, I I'm a big fan. I wouldn't say a big fan of Eli. I I do like Eli though. I mean, he's he's fucking dope. Um, I'm just not a big fan of his teammate um, Beckham Jr. Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. That man Pre-Madonna. gets under my skin. Yes, the whole shouting, throwing the helmet, crying, kicking a fucking kicking the punter or punter, the kicker screen yeah, thing. Yeah, and then it hit him, cracked him in great. the face. Which fuck yeah, instant that was karma. Great. And then goes back next week and proposes to it. Yeah, like. I get it. You're owning up to your fuck up. That, yeah, the second part was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's probably something where I would have, I probably would have done something like that. Right. Especially, I'm like, everyone saw that happen. And that's <laughs> yeah. Going to be on the top 10 of the week. It was, <laughs> that was for sure trending on Twitter, oh, Yahoo, dude, everywhere. You know 100%. What I mean? But either way, dude, he just kind of, kind of gets under my skin, man. He's just one of those guys where, uh, He's so passionate that it's almost annoying. <laughs> it does. It, it doesn't. It's it doesn't like, translate to it yeah. to like a role model type of passion. Yeah. Like Antonio Brown has a passion for for the game. Like he's a true work workman. You know what I mean? Mm. As opposed to Odell Beckham, who's a very talent. Who's got all the talent in the world, but zero humility. Zero. Just he, he's just a just a punk, man. You just you look at him and you're like, man, I wouldn't want him on my team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I could do that. without it. Yeah, you I know. See that. And if I was, if I was his quarterback, I, it, it's like you have to worry about keeping the guy's ego happy as opposed to keeping the team on track to win. Mm-hmm. And and you can't. And to me, you can't have that. You got to have everybody buying into to the fifty three man roster, not just the one man show. Yeah. And I, I think oh, yeah, Odell Beckham's a one man show kind of guy. Yeah. He doesn't. You know. And because of that, he may never actually reach his full potential. I agree. You know, you're. I agree. I mean, I, I think he he'll be a guy that uh, has has more of a uh, a Terrell Owens kind of career, mm. where he's all the talent in the world, but is just kind of lazy. Not not accepted by the media. Mm, there you go. I wouldn't call Terrell Owens lazy. I just say he's just a uh, little too outspoken and not media friendly and uh, a little and just arrogant. You know. Okay. Um. So yeah, just not a, not a fan favorite. Gotcha, gotcha. Unless he's on your team. You and know then I mean? all of a sudden he's no. scoring points and, and making yeah, plays and you're just like, fuck yeah, Odell. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's kind of like best best you're friend, man. worst enemy kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I get you. You know, so for all of us that are not Giants well, fans, he's worst enemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, and we're, all, we're in the West Coast, so I'm sure there are a lot of non-Giant fans out here. Heck yeah. But they all probably like the guy, or maybe they don't. 
I don't, I don't know, know, man. That's a, that's a tough one to call. I'd have to. Yeah. Any any uh, New Yorkers out there listening to this, let us know what you think about Od- Odell Beckham. Yeah, like because you obviously like the team. You score on your points, winning yeah. games for you. Or it's making Eli look good. I mean, or is Eli making him look good? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's probably it's, it's a two lane street. That is, it's got to be a two lane street. street. Like I'm sure they're helping each other out because he's the, so talented and Eli is no fucking slouch. So the politically correct football answer is is that. The offensive line is making them all worthwhile. There you go. Because without them, none of it's possible. Because yeah, Eli would be getting smashed. smashed. I guarantee he wouldn't be complaining though. Exactly. Wouldn't He'd have. Get up and just be like, "Well, fuck it." <laughs> Odell would be complaining. I'm the younger brother. I'm used to getting my ass kicked all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, you know, Peyton whooped his ass. Oh, you know, Peyton. You know Peyton's got that Peyton. big old fucking head. You know, he was headbutting. He was headbutting him for sure. I probably just pinning him down and just headbutting him in the chest. Him, let him know I'm gonna be better than you one day. Big brothers, you guys are dicks sometimes. You are, remember. You guys uh, did you your do job. Make, yeah, you do guys. Yeah, you know, helped us out. But yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. All right, dude. Let's fucking think. We covered fuck a lot. Yeah, dude. Covered a lot. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, Want to end it with uh, any cool matchups this week real quick? Yeah. Football-wise? Yeah, football-wise. Uh, interesting to see what's going to happen between the Atlanta Falcons and the Arizona Cardinals right. uh, in Atlanta. What, what day is that? Uh, that's Sunday. Uh, is that a morning game, night I, game? I do believe that's a... That's a morning game. Cool. Yeah, I want to say that's a morning game. There's going to be. I mean, I'm more. I'm more concerned with my fantasy football matchups this week, seeing how the Niners are eliminated. So, yeah, there's there's tons of fantasy football uh, implications uh, all week long. So we'll 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 see what happens. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in Seattle versus Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay just coming off a tough uh, road victory against Kansas City. Okay. And Seattle's now going on the road to play them. So curious to see what happens there. Uh, lot, yeah, lots of uh, interesting stuff in the NFL this week. Lots of, uh, oh man, yeah. Well, we'll get into into this guy later. I don't yeah, want a little will. little teaser, but we'll, we're going to yeah. be talking injury of a, of a oh, major title sure. defense in for the sure. next podcast for sure. For sure, man. Um, I mean, I guess we could just kind of touch base really quick. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, like, we'll, 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 uh, any other matchups? But we'll make that like the closing. For, for not for the for the NFL, you know what? Anything you're uh, excited about? Oh, you know what? I will say, I, I am curious to see. Like I said about Carolina going up against Oakland this week. Okay. That, that's that's going to be interesting. Oakland just had a really uh, tough win against Houston on primetime TV. Everybody's stroking that ego of the Raiders, Ooh. and and uh, Cam. They're not Raider expecting Nation. much, you know, from from Carolina. Cam, and I, I mean, he's gonna get lit up. He's I, gonna cry about it. We'll see. I, I think they're gonna get the best Carolina Panthers we've seen. So well, that'd, be uh, cool. that'd be fucking tight. Because like yeah. one thing, I will. One cool thing I will say about Cam is that when he's on, he's fucking yeah, he's impressive, impressive, dude. Yeah, he's impressive like I've talent. seen this grown ass man jump. And extend his arm out with a football and just barely get it into the end zone and yep. count that as a fucking football, as a touchdown. And he just gets knocked out of bounds. Like, he doesn't mind putting himself in, a, in those kind of positions, obviously, if it's worth his fucking while. Right. But the other times when he's not doing that, yeah. if it's not, if he, if he <laughs> wins, he's the happiest, he's your best friend. But if he loses, yeah. he, he still has not figured out how to lose yet, which I'm not saying is a I mean, yeah, you got to figure out how to lose as a leader. Oh, I can definitely see that. So, I can get behind that for sure. I know um, that sounds weird as a competitor, but no, no. I it, mean, dude, it's no, not not at all. Because like, you really do have to learn how to lose. Because like, yeah. uh, what is that old saying? Um, a champion is divine, defined by his wins, but his losses and how he takes those. Hmm. You know, which is which is very true. You know, like sometimes a loss is way more devastating, and you can 
it can really crush a man as opposed to you know most other things you yeah know what I mean? that's true um you can learn a lot more about yourself based off a loss as opposed to a win because yeah. if, if you win are you really going to change anything up probably no. not probably not no, might probably not make not. you better might not make you better but yeah man so um i'll go ahead and leave it on this uh dc as daniel, uh, daniel cormier um is uh, reported to be out of his uh, title defense against um anthony rumble johnson at ufc 206 sad news uh, um found that out earlier today um fucking terrible news man yeah, i'm really man, bummed out i mean another aka guy got injured not surprised there but it just sucks that it's dc because he's definitely a likable guy you know he's a great yeah. champion yeah I don't so, think he wanted to get hit again. I don't think he did either. <laughs> I don't think he did either, man. But like uh, from what we've heard, um, myself and Mike, we did a little research right before the podcast, and it was his um, uh, inside of his thigh, the, mm-hmm. like the growing inside of his thigh, the inner, yeah, yeah, like area. It's like right next to his uh, private area. That mm-hmm. that part of the thigh apparently it attaches to the the bone. It's a muscle that attaches to the bone, mm-hmm. and that got uh, that tore. It, it uh, tore sometime during practice, um, and it's um, yeah, it's not looking good for him, man. Fight, fight uh, fights canceled. Fights canceled. I I don't think they've even talked about a time frame of when he's going to come back, but I'm sure we'll we'll know more in like the, in the next week or so. But yeah. stay tuned, stay listeners. Stay tuned. Stay tuned uh, for future fight cards. Yeah, future for podcasts. sure. For sure, man. We're going to be coming at you. Uh, pretty consistently here uh, the next uh, coming weeks. So thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Long-winded spiel out. Uh, your boy Derek Lee Ramsey and Michael Gilman signing out. Good night, y'all.